Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert, the podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. Hey, everybody. I am here with Stuart Magruder. He joins us from uh, sunny Los Angeles, Southern California. So anybody that's listening to this in the Northeast, please don't hold it against him. He is a talented, talented architect. We're going to get into that uh, a lot today. He uh, is the founder and principal of Studio Nova A Architects. They really pride themselves on their contemporary and sustainable designs for the residential and commercial space. And Stuart, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to jump on. Yeah, it's great to be with you, Mike. Eager to chat. Well, uh, Stuart, I, I I actually really enjoyed our, our pre-talk. I, mm. I feel badly that we didn't record it because I think people would have enjoyed it. Um, but why don't you kind of walk us through your path? You know what, walk me all the way from the point of, I'm crazy enough to want to go to architecture school and, right. um, and then actually to where you are today. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, no, thank you, Mike. Um, so uh, as an undergrad at Princeton University, I was not sure what to major in and uh, took a, a survey course on architecture that kind of really blew my mind. Um, I was big into photography at the time. Um, and so photography was kind of my way into the arts and then into architecture. So I majored in architecture at Princeton, um, kind of had a love-hate relationship with it initially. Um, it was kind of, you know, the architecture, as you said, uh, school aspect is, is true and, and probably not that helpful in the end. Um, so I, I uh, decided not to do architecture right away and I graduated and went to New York City and worked in advertising for four years on uh, Madison Avenue. Uh, working for a couple of big firms and doing advertising for Michelin tires and Hershey chocolate. Um, that ended up being fun, but not, I realized not where I wanted to be long-term. So I applied to grad school, came out to Los Angeles to go to a school called uh, the Southern California Institute of Architecture, SciArc, um, kind of a zany, do anything you want school, you know, put a hole in the wall as long as you patch it when you're done type of place. So it was very different from kind of the stodgy Princeton experience. Um, and I really loved it. Uh, it was, you know, a, a real immersion in all things design and architecture and building a lot of, a lot of work in the model shop. That was great. So I did a lot of work with my hands, which I'd done historically. I was a big woodworker from kind of elementary well, middle school on on um did a lot of things with my hands so uh the school was great about being really get in there draw stuff but also make stuff to prove your ideas and see that the challenges of putting two things together it's not as easy as it might appear okay um, yeah that's great Stuart. but now you ended up you actually ended up having to apply these these awesome uh hole in wall skills right like exactly. how did that how'd you how did we get there well, I was, you know, so I, I went through SciArc and um, got, you know, got a lot of interest from uh, uh, one of my one of my teachers and ended up working for um, a guy named Eric Owen Moss, who's uh, uh, a really 
a challenging architect. He does what I would call a lot of non-Euclidean stuff. So everything is tilted and twisted and warped. Um, and uh, it's not really what I like visually, but it's incredibly hard to draw, which is what I had to do. And so I learned how to really do, draw at a really high level. Um, when my son showed up 21 years ago, I needed to work at a slightly more humane place. And I went to work for a guy named Richard Meyer, who was the architect of the Getty Center, um, the architect of the High Museum in your city in Atlanta. Um, and a little bit discredited now with a lot of Me Too problems, unfortunately, but um, a really great architect to learn at least the craft from, if not business practices. Um, so I worked there for six years, and then in 05, I started my business and uh, been on my own since then. Um, and I decided fairly early on that I wanted to stay as a solo practitioner, even though I'm incorporated, but I stayed small so that I could keep my hands in everything. Well, I design everything, I draw everything. I really know my, my clients work um, intimately. And then when I'm out there on site, talking with contractors, trying to figure out issues they might have, and I really understand A, how to build, and B, how, how we're trying to achieve the design ideas I got on paper. So I love you know, it. I love it. So what's your favorite part about your job right now? Oh gosh, I you know, I just I just completed a, a big uh, update of my website. And um, I added a, a lot of uh, 3D model imagery to it. And and that can be a, a fun really fun process. I found my clients love the models I do for them because we can turn on the sun and we're located, you know, in, in the right geography or the right uh, location on the globe. So they can see what it's like in August or in December, you know, in the design I'm proposing. Um, and I also get a great feel for, you know, how does this thing work? How does it, um, how does it interact with whatever might be there in terms of context, whether it's neighbor, neighboring houses, or if it's an addition, you know, the, the, the house that we're, we're improving. So um, the 3D modeling is a lot of fun. And then, you know, to be honest, the real fun stuff is when you're watching it get built and you're working with the contractor and you're seeing them take your work and hopefully you've drawn it well enough so they can understand it, but you're working with them and you're seeing something you've just looked at on 2D even though it may be 3D in the computer, it's really 2D on the screen. You see it go from 2D into reality. And of course, I'm drawing things really small and reality is reality. So it's a huge scale change. And it's really, that's really satisfying. I love that. That's actually one thing. I, I started my own business three years ago and I'm not hands-on with clients doing projects anymore. Mm. And I miss working with architects because a lot of times they'll always be like, or, or an interiors person, and there'll be like one space they want it to be really sexy. And it was a maybe a cafe or a meeting space or an executive boardroom or whatever it was, you know, for an interior. And we just we we kind of would um, just kind of like fall in love with the space. Mm. Be like, this is gonna be the space. This is gonna be, oh, this is the we're gonna do this with the chairs and this with the light. And, da, 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 da. and then when it comes together, yeah, there's just I don't know, it's just a, a it just really scratches an itch that I miss. Yeah. Um, not doing so. So I've just, uh, I, I renovated every room in my house the last, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, hey, if somebody was looking to do a project, whether it be, you know, residential or commercial, right? What's yeah. great advice you can give them on the early stages. They haven't even picked their team yet. They're yeah. thinking about it. What's 
What's some great advice you could give them? Well, the, the, the two most important things a client needs to have a handle on are what do they want to do or what I would call what's your program. So in my world, do you want to add a master suite to the house? Do you want to build a new house that has four bedrooms? You know, what is it you want to do kind of in the nuts and bolts, just simple description. That actually can be more complex than people realize. So, you know, there may be things that you want to do, but they preclude preclude you from doing something else. And so you have to, you have some conflicts you need to resolve and then you need to know how much money you want to spend. Um, one of the challenges in my business is I'm kind of leading tip of the spear of what is typically the biggest cost in any individual or organization's life. Building a building is the most expensive single thing anybody does. Um, so it's a very daunting and, and important task. And, and there's, you know, there's a lot of, concern about making sure that you, you know, get what you're paying for, because it's a lot of money. Mm. Um, so having an idea of how much you actually want to spend, and then having an idea of what you want to do, are the two kind of key things that I need from a client. And then um, the best thing that <clears throat> I can get from a client is, if they uh, realize that we're a team together, and that, that our success <clears throat> in this project will depend on you know, how much we trust each other. A lot of a lot of what I do, initially, I don't have any idea in the design what the final result's gonna be. It's always for me a process. So I'm kind of, my, conceptually, my eyes are closed and I'm stepping off a cliff with the client. So, so we need to trust each other, you know, as much as, uh, uh, the clients can can feel like they trust their architect uh, the better, and that usually allows the architect to do the better work for them. Um, so, so it's kind of kind of three three pieces to the stool, I guess, of, of a good project. One would be your program, what you want to do. Second would be how much money do you have to spend on it, and the third would be trusting your team or trusting your architect. Mm. This episode of the Office Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fusion Advisory. We help commercial contractors generate leads online profitably. Check us out at fusion-advisory.com. I like it. I like it. I, I actually lived in that world of once you understood the budget, yep. I will make this as amazing as I possibly can inside that budget. Right. And the only reason we're going over is because you absolutely insisted on going over budget. Right. It's funny yep. because, because clients... Um, they really like it when people stay on budget and it's still beautiful. You know, right. funny, funny thing about that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. I think you've told us so much about yourself already, but what's something that not everybody knows about Stuart Magruder? Oh gosh. One uh, fun kind of uh, uh, time in, uh, when I was in high school, uh, right before senior year, I worked, worked for a, um, an outfit called Marine World Africa USA up in Northern California, uh, near Silicon Valley. Um, and I worked in jungle theater with uh, 12 African lions, <clears throat> 10 Bengal tigers, and six Asian elephants. Um, and I, along with the other folks in jungle theater, by and large were cleaning up and, and uh, feeding these animals, all for this one trainer who was probably one of the best trainers 
of uh, Lions and Tigers ever, a guy named Ron Whitfield. So just an amazing experience being around these extremely beautiful, powerful, intelligent animals um, and very well taken care of. So I think you know, that was, it was, it was great fun. Is that and, why you still smell too good at the end of the day? I'm guessing that's why you still go as Siegfried or Roy every year for Halloween. Is that kind of still your thing? I, I, I do pull that off pretty well. So yeah. <laughs> A white I wig. I'm in. Exactly. Rest their souls, rest their sweet souls. So, right. um, all right. Now, I'm really excited about this question because I don't get a lot of people from California on the podcast. So I like asking a mindset question. So I don't know if you're going to go to like, not to mock Southern Californians, but I'm sure there's right. going to be either a crystal or some sort of organic mushroom or something involved in your uh, mindset strategy. But walk us through it, Stuart. Like, what do you do to kind of stay positive? Well, yeah, I kind of thought about that a bit. And you know, kind of three things I try to do. Um, the first is I just try to put in the work. And the minute I've put in the work on a, on a project, I feel like I've tried to answer all the possible contingencies, at least up ahead, uh, ahead of time, that, <clears throat> that I can feel very comfortable about, you know, um, doing what I can. You know, I, I don't know everything. I'm not perfect. But, but if I put in the work and I really try, um, to meet the challenges a client has, then I feel really good about, you know, what I've done. So <clears throat> um, that that's that's kind of the first piece is is not skirting just the, the hard cold reality of having to put in the time, um, and 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 really investigate a problem fully. Um, the other thing, especially kind of helpful right now in all the pandemic craziness that we've got, <clears throat> is kind of keeping my eye on the horizon. Um, you know, it's really important not to get too down when, you know, things ebb in terms of your business flow. It's also important not to get too excited when you're killing it. Um, you know, you really need to kind of, I think, need to allow for ups and downs and also just kind of see that sequence, um, that rhythm, I think, to uh, workflow and, and life really being, it's not static, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. and, and don't get too low when it's low. Don't get too high when it's high. Um, and just kind of enjoy the fact that things change. And, um, you know, now I've seen a couple tough business, business cycles. The 08 business cycle was really tough in my business. Um, this one seems like it might be getting a little tough on my, uh, in, in the architecture world, um, just from what I'm seeing in, in some kind of leading economic indicators around architectural billings, as they call it. Um, but you're just understanding that, you know, you're going to ride it out. So you don't panic and just kind of stick with it. Um, so that would be kind of the second thing is just kind of staying level. Um, and then the third is, you know, and we talked earlier just about um, stuff we do that isn't work related. Um, and it, I think it's really important to uh, not be connected. I, I don't check email on my phone. Um, you know, I try to, I work in an office here and when I leave the office, I try to let the work stuff go in terms of a press thing immediate need. I don't succeed all the time, but I try to let that go. And, you know, I really focus on staying active physically, which is, you know, very easy to do here in, in Southern California. Um, you know, do a lot of bike riding and play beach volleyball and lift a little bit of weights and that sort of thing. And, and um, you know, that time uh, makes it much easier for me to work efficiently. If I'm physically kind of 
connected to myself. Uh, the, the mental work I need to do to, to, to be a good architect comes much easier. So I love it. You know, the need to unplug, I think, is something that, um, you know, I like that a lot. I, I think yeah. that's great advice, no matter who, right? So, like, you know, take care of your proverbial stuff, right? Number one, you know, um, and, and then you know, keep your eye on the horizon. That's so, it's so funny you should say that. I was driving back with my kids. My son had a golf tournament yesterday down in the southern part of the state, and we're coming back, and my eight-year-old's going, "Oh, Dad, I'm getting, um, I think I'm getting a little car sick." And my son immediately knew what I was going to say. And I literally said, put your eyes on the horizon. Right. And, um, and it's funny how, when you, when you're, when you're starting to feel a little queasy, yeah, get your eyes on the horizon, your bearings will balance out. And then next thing you know, it, you kind of, you forget that you were queasy. Yeah. Right. No, that's right. Yeah. It's good stuff. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm fully uh, in line with you. Okay. I, uh, I'm super, I'm super excited. I don't know if you could share some of the quotes that you learned from some of the architects that you worked with in years past, because I know they were big personalities and we, we do keep it non-explicit here on the podcast. Right. So um, share with us like a good piece of advice that you've, uh, you've ever, you've ever been given or you really like to share. I, I think maybe the best advice I got, it wasn't necessarily from an architect, but um, and it, in a sense it was, uh, um, it was it was almost cultural advice as opposed to advice I got from from one person in particular. I heard this from a number of folks, but um, uh, I, the idea of go west, young man, um, was really for me uh, wrapped up a lot of things that were very helpful for me. I was um, kind of educated back east and went to work in New York City, as I mentioned earlier, after college. Coming to California was like it was almost like a um, a rebirth or a renewal for me. I was born here, but moved away when I was very young. And moving back, I felt like, gosh, I'm at home. It felt like in my bones, like this is where I'm supposed to be. So, um, you know, I've been very comfortable being here, living in this what some would say is a crazy environment, um, and it's just worked. So. For me, go west, young man, was the best advice I've, I've had, uh, uh, you know, uh, to date. I think, and again, it's about you know, following the ideas that inspire you, and that to me, the Western lifestyle was was a big part of that, and you know, so far it's worked out. All right, cool, cool, Stuart. Again, I just want to thank you for taking time. Um, your 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 energy and uh, charisma and creativity somehow is flowing across. I, we're about 3,500 miles apart probably, but like I really did enjoy our time together. But if somebody else wanted to uh, connect with you, what would be the best way to do it? Um, well, they can check out my website, which is um, studionovaa.com. Uh, my email is there, uh, info at studionovaa.com, two A's at the end. Um, and you know, I'm also on LinkedIn under Stuart Magruder. So happy to connect through LinkedIn or you can email me. Um, I think my phone number's on the website as well. Probably why I get so many spam calls. Um, but love to chat with anyone, talk about the profession, talk about projects they're looking at. Um, so, uh, yeah, definitely. Good stuff. No, I enjoyed it. I, uh, I can't wait to our paths, uh, cross again. I'm sure we're, it's. You're one of those guys that I know we're going to be running into, into each other a bunch. So thank you, Stuart, and uh, we'll, we'll make it happen again. 
Very good, Mike. Nice talking to you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.